So I've been to Medjugorje a few times, and anybody who's been there will know of Cross Mountain. So Cross Mountain is a fairly rough ascent. Now, uh, every year it gets that bit smoother, but uh, it's not a path. There's no kind of trail. It's, you're, you're walking over boulders and walking over rocks and dodging thorny bushes, and like it's not, it's not a pleasant ascent at all. I mean, it's, uh, it's a bit arduous. And often when, when you go with a group, uh, you have to kind of, you have to warn people uh, that maybe not everyone should do this. Maybe, maybe not everyone should try because, like, this isn't, uh, as the Americans would say, a walk in the park. This, uh, this, this, this can be a bit demanding. So, uh, if you're n if you're not able to walk, Crow Patrick or any local mountain, Stephen if you can't walk that, you won't be able to walk Cross Mountain. Okay, and you have to kind of you have to kind of warn people. You want people to give it a shot, but at the same time, you don't want people to overdo it and then need help. But um, on a few occasions I've gone up and there'll be one or two who decide to go and they're delighted and my heart would sink and go, oh, God help us, I hope we make it. I hope they make it uh, up and down. Uh, and I remember going up on a few occasions with um, some, some characters from, from Dublin, um, a couple of older ladies in, in the group and you know, they're, they're all heart-like, they're, they're, they're great, but they're from Dublin, they don't know what a mountain is. Right, mountain. <laughs> Go up an escalator in the Ilex Centre. No, it's not the same thing, <laughs> right? So, like we're half we're halfway up, and it's 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 roasting and it's dusty. I know you have to. Oh, another thing you have to. Oh, bless us. Another thing you have to do is you have to keep drinking, right? You have to keep. We're not. We Irish. We're not used to this kind of thing. We're not used to humidity and all those kind of things. Another thing which drives me crazy is if you see people hiking in sandals, right? Those kind of, or slip open back sandals. Are you mental? Going uphill with an open back sandal, shoes stay put, and you go wee. You know? and, or, and the worst thing, of course, of all, is bottle of water in one hand and the handbag in the other. No free hand. When you fall, what's going to happen? Oh, I don't want to break the bottle. I don't want to dirty my handbag, and down you go. Free hands, people. Free hands. Rucksack. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going up, and I'm watching these people going. God help us. I really hope we make it. You know. So we're halfway up, and then, of course, being dubs, they start having the crack. Right? Which means they think they're going to die, but they make light of it. Okay? So they're like, they're like, so they're halfway up, and we're like, oh, God help us. God bless us and save us now. I don't think I'm going to make it at all. They're going to be sent out search and rescue. There'll be going to be helicopters swooping around us now any moment. Lads, leave me here. Bury me. I'll be grand. I'm dying on sacred ground. Sure, look at, you know. And, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope this is a joke. Right? But we get to the top of the mountain. We actually got to the top of the mountain. We got there. We actually, you know, everyone kind of bands together and we take their stuff and we help them along and you, carry, you, know, you help them and you, you uh, give them a loan of a stick or you give them a little nudge wherever they need it. And, and we, we got up and, and it was great. We got to the top. And as, we, as we're sitting there, I remember I turned to one of the ladies and I repeated back to her some of the things that she said. Right? So I, 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 some of the things that she said on the way up. You know? So I, I looked at her and said, want to die in the mountain, are you? And she said, oh. I said, they'll be sending our helicopters, will they? And she said, oh, bless us and save us. We made it, we made it, we made it. I said back to her what she thought. Okay, I said back to her what she thought. Now that we're on the top of the mountain, what she thought, what she said was proved wrong. That's why I said it back to her, right? So you're going to die in the mountain, are you? And it was plain obvious she wasn't. So you're, going to, you're not going to make it, are you? When we already had made it. Okay, why do I tell this story? Today's gospel is awkward. Today's gospel to 21st century ears is awful <laughs> because I guarantee you uh, when 
this gospel is preached about, there are going to be all sorts of problems and errors and misinterpretations. Okay, why? A Canaanite woman comes out from the district and starts shouting, Sir, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is tormented by a devil. So this woman, a Canaanite woman, so not a Jew. This is the point. Like She's not a Jew. She's considered a pagan, considered a foreigner. Or she's a Canaanite, not a Jew. She's pleading uh, after Jesus, for Jesus to help her daughter, not even herself, but her daughter, who's tormented by a devil. Jesus doesn't answer. Then the apostles plead to Jesus, saying, she's shouting, can you not hear her? Do you not want to help her? And he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So I was sent to the, to, to the Jews. That's where my mission starts, okay, with the Jews. But the woman came up and knelt before him, Lord, help me. And he replied, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the house dogs. She retorted, I, yes, sir, but even the house dogs can eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. And when I hear those words, I go, how on earth do you explain or defend that one? Like that's that's awful. And I was I was praying about this this morning because I said I, I it's hard, especially as I say, our 21st century woke ears are so attuned now to these two things: racism and misogyny. So the question is, and I I unfortunately guarantee you that there are people around this country and elsewhere saying so. We can see here that Jesus was slightly misogynist and slightly racist. And, um, and uh, then the apostles pleaded, the woman pleaded, and then he was convinced by the pleading of the woman, and therefore he changed his racist and misogynist ways and gave her what she wanted. Right? I guarantee you that's being said. Right? That's rubbish. Okay, just so we're clear. How could God, who is love, be racist? As in, not like certain races. That makes zero sense when what he wants to do is unite all people in one church. He couldn't care less what race you are. The fact is, you're, you're human. You are loved into existence. He doesn't care what your race is. It makes no difference to him. He loves you as you are. The color of your skin makes no difference at all. Where you're from makes no difference at all. And even the first person he revealed his, his being Messiah to was a Samaritan woman. Not a, a Jew, not a, 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 a priest or a scribe, effectively a, a heretic. Okay, so Jesus was well able to see past the social norms and the social boundaries of the time. It's another thing that Jesus is often accused of. He was conditioned by his time. He spoke to women, he spoke to lepers, he spoke to foreigners all of the t- read the gospels that's why the scribes and pharisees hated him because of his association so much with these with, with these foreigners and outcasts okay so like he, he well able to 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 disregard the social norms of the time so what if what if jesus is actually repeating to the woman what she thought about herself but by but by granting her her wish he's showing that this is not the case. Do you understand what I'm saying? So kind of, you know, I get to the top of the mountain and I say to, the, I say to this person, going to die in the mountain, are you? Not going to make it, are you? And yet here we are. So what if, she, like she had said, and maybe if the chosen are doing this, maybe they will show something like this, that in a previous conversation, someone says to her, Jesus of Nazareth is coming, he can help your daughter. And she says, no, no, I mean, he'd never talk to me, right? I'm sure he's come for the Jews, for the house of Israel. And says, you've nothing to lose, go talk to him anyway. And then she might have said something along the lines of, ah, yeah, but I mean, he's not going to feed me. I'm not one of his family, right? Maybe I'm not, I'm not even worried to take the scraps off the floor from under their table. So maybe he's repeating back to her what she thought 
about herself. But then he grants her what she wants because of her faith. He's not disregarding her. He's not casting her away. He's not ignoring her. Woman, you have great faith. Let your wish be granted. And from that moment, immediately, her daughter, tormented by a devil, is freed, is healed. So, and again, Jesus is God, so he knew this would be the conclusion to the story. This, is, this, wasn't, this wasn't a surprise to him. He didn't suddenly discover, oh, maybe I'm a bit racist, I should probably not be. Maybe I'm a bit misogynist, maybe I should, I should learn, I should, I, I, I should do better. This is, that wasn't the case. Jesus is God. Jesus is love. Jesus dying on the cross for all of mankind, for all time, for those who love him and those who hate him, those who reject him, those for whom the cross isn't enough. He knew all of this beforehand and still goes through with it. So could it be that he's racist or misogynist? Of course not. Absolutely not. The Lord knows each person's heart. And at times I think he repeats back to us what we hear about our... If you've ever had... If you've ever sat down, right? Sat yourself down and had a good conversation with the Lord, you know? You sit down, you place yourself in the presence of the Lord. If you've ever had a, a conversation with him, I, I've seen on, on one or two occasions how he has repeated back to me what I erroneously have said, you know? When I feel that I'm too busy, or when I feel maybe God is too busy... And then in a moment of prayer, I sit down and just with the Lord and then he looks at me and he says, too busy, am I? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not, you're not, sorry. 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 But he's saying back to me what I thought. But he's not saying, I'm too busy for you. He's saying, this is what you thought. This isn't true. So Lord, as we think of this gospel... Let us see how you actually understand this woman's heart. How, because you are God, you know the deepest longings, the deepest movements of her heart, her love for her daughter, but also her her knowledge that she's not a Jew and that, that she would be considered an outsider, that she would be considered a foreigner, that she would be considered unclean. And all this condition then, how she thought, she could speak to Jesus. Jesus highlights to her that this is not the case. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. Shoulder up my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Come to me, all you who labor, not all you Jews. The Lord's heart is wide open for all of humanity. Let us go there to draw all that we need for ourselves, for our children, for our families, for our futures. Let us draw from that infinite well with the vessel of trust. Amen.